Hi, everyone. John Branning here, welcoming you to my podcast, This Week at the Trump Poems. This episode is for the week ending October 17th, 2020. Let's see, what happened this week in Trump world? Well, Trump returned to staging rallies that disregarded the public health guidelines while continuing to insist he's both cured and immune, and where he's been reduced to begging for votes and threatening, or is that promising, to leave the country if he loses the election. Also, the Senate Judiciary Committee got its confirmation hearing for Amy Coney Barrett underway, which resulted in dozens of hours of television programming that was rivaled only by Paint Drying Week on HGTV. Trump and Joe Biden participated in dueling town hall meetings, and Trump was trounced in the ratings. Therefore, this week's Trump poems touch on those and a few other issues. So, let's get started, shall we? Trump hit the road again and immediately offered to swap spit with his supporters, both female and male. So I guess he's more of a friend to the LGBTQ community than he's given credit for. The first poem to share this week about it all is called Relapse in Judgment. My doctor says I pose no risk of transmission. For several days I have now been fever-free. So much for this COVID-19 imposition, I'm back to insisting there's vote thievery. I'll kiss all the guys and the beautiful women, but no need to worry, I'll smooch with no tongue. With bluff and bravado, I'm once again brimming, in front of the large, maskless crowds I'm among. When you are the prez, can't be locked in a basement. You've got to get out and take risks time to time. But now I'm immune and without self-effacement. My ego's inflated, my pumps again primed. I learned quite a bit from the illness I went through. Yet even while frail, I displayed showmanship, a miraculous comeback by your president. You won't learn the specifics, since I've invoked HIPAA. I'm back out campaigning and sharing my knowledge, repeating my claims that this plague's disappearing. I've got the support of some whites with a college degree. It's the loss of blue collar I'm fearing. There's three weeks to go, and I'm back at full stamina. Some are concerned there's a chance that I'll relapse. Yet I claim it's Biden that should be examined, a ridiculous slander. What's Joe's response? He laughed. The polls suggest I am no longer the favorite, but I won't accept that, despite what some murmur. My time in the White House? Perhaps I should savor it. Since odds are increasing, I'll be a one-termer. Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation hearing got underway, and we learned quite a lot about her. She has seven kids. Most of them take piano lessons. She doesn't remember much of the French she took. She's Catholic. But her legal positions, even some regarding black-letter law, remain a mystery. And then she whiffed on one question in particular. The first verse this week about the hearing is in her voice and is called Foregone Inclusion. I don't plan to tip my hand on any ruling. Hypothetical responses can be grueling. Let's be clear, I have no policy agenda and won't postulate on any referenda. I am adamant in voicing my refusal that from any ruling I'd invoke recusal. An appointment to the court is quite prestigious, but for now, I will sidestep all things litigious. Some concerns have been expressed about religion. Will faith guide my rulings? No. Well, 
just a smidgen. I am firmly pro-life, a deep faith embracer. But when I rule, I'll wield my belief eraser. I believe the Constitution is inviolate. Hewing closely to the framers, I require it. I knew four of five freedoms. I blanked on protest. I thought Lindsey Graham said there would be no test. Dems complained this hearing is nothing but a sham. My role on the court? Get Trump out of a jam. Unlike Kavanaugh, unless I clearly am drunk, my approval's preordained to be a slam dunk. It was rather stunning during the Bennett hearing when her response to that softball question by Senator Ben Sass, who made some news of his own later in the week when he bravely trashed Trump in a phone call with constituents with comments that he's terrified to make in public. To repeat the famous five freedoms guaranteed in the First Amendment to the Constitution was a challenge she wasn't quite up for, since she could name only four of them. She, perhaps conveniently, forgot about the right to protest, which in the amendment is referred to as petitioning the government for a redress of grievances. The week's second Barrett-themed rhyme is back in Trump's voice and is called Freedom From Scrutiny. Within the First Amendment, there's five freedoms that are listed. I didn't even know there were so many that existed. There's freedom of assembly, press, religion, speech, one more. But Amy Coney Barrett drew a blank after those four. The one that she'd forgotten is, of course, redress of grievance. Too bad she wasn't asked to spout our flag's Pledge of Allegiance when Democrats recited they leave this out under God. The fact this fundamental question stunned her seemed quite odd. I know the Constitution well. My knowledge is superior. Compared to me, all so-called legal scholars are inferior. I know it's written on some parchment, very fancy lettered, and also that it gives me powers practically unfettered. I know it grants me freedoms, like whenever I am tweeting, I have the right to post all sorts of things that are misleading. It lets me use the White House as a backdrop for campaigning and profit from my businesses, yet claim the swamp I'm draining. Whenever Amy Coney Barrett so far has been asked if any laws apply to me, most every time she's passed, we'll see what freedoms she restricts for women who, in fact, abort. Big thanks to Mitch McConnell for his cunning as we've stacked the court. The week of Trump poetry wraps up with an appeal Trump made at another rally after his contentious appearance at that town hall in which he claimed ongoing ignorance about QAnon while being familiar with their alleged stance against pedophilia. To everyone's relief, Trump agrees with that position. At the rally, he pleaded with a subset of women to vote for him. And in this Trump poem, I speculate about some of the reasons why those votes may be hard to come by. This one's called Desperate for Housewives. Why don't you like me, housewives of suburbia? I've offered quite a lot for you to chew upon. Is something that I've said you find disturbing, a reluctance on my part to censure QAnon? Please credit me for saving your damn neighborhood. I took low-income housing off the grid for you. You don't believe my actions serve the greater good? 
my push for stimulus has hit the skids anew. Perhaps it's the example that I choose to set. When things go wrong, I never take the blame for it. I've gambled with your lives. Looks like I'll lose that bet. And as regards your health, I'm playing games with it. I treat all those who challenge me with disrespect. I mock and ridicule and mispronounce their names. I seem to get my jollies off of this effect, demeaning all of them without an ounce of shame. The polls suggest Joe Biden's going to kick my ass, and so I frantically retweet conspiracies and sink ever more deep into a thick morass and make claims noted for their incoherency. Respond to my appeal, suburban lady friends. The loss of your support I truly am pained by. As you drive around town in your Mercedes-Benz, I hope you won't run over all my campaign signs. That wraps up this week's episode. We're down to barely two weeks before the election, with the final debate coming up on Thursday, October 22nd. I'm sure I'll be reflecting on that event, along with the labeling of Trump confidant Rudy Giuliani as a Russian disinformation asset, and all the other scandalous behavior that's inevitably going to surface as these final days pass by. Thanks for tuning in. If you're enjoying the podcast, please share your enthusiasm with others. If you're not enjoying it, then keep your opinion to yourself. Either way, I'll look forward to having you back with me next week. And in the meantime, I hope you'll stay safe and healthy, even if you're not a fan.